Today on Hardwired. God has designed you with a purpose. You are not accidental. You are not a process of a cold, calculating, apathetic, evolutionary process. You didn't come about from evolution. God designed you. God made you. Evolution is a lie. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your very busy day. Well, today we're wrapping up a little mini-series that I did about God's plan for your life and mine. And today I'm going to talk to you about how God's purpose has a timing, has a season. You know, God's a God of timing. It says in the fullness of time, God sent his son. The Bible says the well-known verse, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, there is a time for everything under heaven. There's a time, there's a purpose, there's a season. And today I want to talk to you about the importance of that season, recognizing the seasons in your life, God's timing in your life, and how to flow in that timing, function in that timing, and flourish in that timing. Because God's got a time and He's got a season for every key moment in your life. So, without any further ado, grab your Bible, grab something to write with, and let's jump right into the message, God's Purpose Has a Season. Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. And I want to share with you today, continuing the series, Living on Purpose. You can live accidentally, haphazardly, randomly, or you can live on purpose. Christians ought to be people living on purpose. We ought to be living in purpose and on purpose, purposefully. God is a God of purpose. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, we're going to read one verse that is one of the most familiar verses in the whole Bible. If you're my age, you remember a group called the Birds singing this verse. How many of you remember it? Say amen. Well, that's a few of us. Good to see all of y'all here. (laughs) Now, I want to talk to you today about God's purpose has a season. We are people of purpose, and let's read what it says. Catch what it says. Very powerful. To everything, there is a season. To everything, there's a season. And there is a time for every single purpose under heaven. Every purpose has a timer attached to it, built into it by God. And to everything in your life, there is a season. Now, what he does is he begins to list. I think there's uh, 10 of them. I can't remember how many, but they're opposites. All of them are opposites. Born, dying, planting, plucking up what was planted, killing, healing, breaking down, building up. They're all opposites. 
But I want to focus on this first verse. Everything has a season. Everything has a timing. Father, thank you for your word today. And I pray that, God, you will help us to understand that we are people of purpose, called with a purpose. God has given everyone in this place, Lord, assignments, a divine assignment, many probably. And I pray, Lord, speak to us today. Illuminate our hearts. Help us to understand the seasons that purpose will go through so that we can maximize our season. And I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, will you breathe a prayer, church, and say, Lord, I receive your word. Change me. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't go to sleep. God's going to speak to you. <laughs> there is a season for every purpose. I want you folks to understand that you're uh, called with a purpose. God has designed you with a purpose. You are not accidental. You are not a process of a cold, calculating, apathetic, evolutionary process. You didn't come about from evolution. God designed you. God made you. Evolution is a lie. In the sense, we didn't come from some amoeba in an ancient sea. David said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You have been made. You've been designed by God. And God when you were born, had a purpose for you. You didn't know it yet, but God had a purpose for you. And when we get saved and we come into Christ, one of the things that ought to happen eventually is we ought to come into an understanding of what our purpose is. That's just a part of growing as a Christian. You can't read our New Testament without coming away with the understanding that we've been called with a purpose. Now, this, this verse tells us there's a season for every one of the purposes or assignments of God on our life. Every purpose, every one of them, contains an appointed time. A time for all its fulfillment, and it passes through seasons in its development. Every assignment, every purpose, passes through seasons in its development. Our God is a God of seasons. Have you ever noticed that? God has built life to move in cycles. There is a rhythm. There is a rhythmic cycle to life. When Noah was standing on planet Earth all by himself with only his family around him after the great flood, it says God spoke to him and told him the, these words, Genesis 8:22. As long as the earth remains, there will be springtime and harvest, cold and heat. Winter and summer, day and night. God was saying, I have set life up. I have set the earth up to move in cycles, to move in seasons. Everything that I built moves in seasons and cycles. And every purpose that God gives you in your life will move in seasons and cycles. This is why I'm not worried about global warming. And I wasn't worried about global cooling when they told me in the 1970s in Time Magazine I was about to freeze to death. Because God is in charge of his earth. And God said, until the earth ends, and one day it will end, there will be springtime harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. And nothing is going to interrupt that cycle. Now, we've seen in the last few weeks that God has a plan for you. Decided and established before time began. Before time ever began, God had a plan for you. And we've seen that God has a place for you in his church, 
He gave you an ability. He gave you a strength. He gave you a talent. That when you give it back to him, it becomes an outlet for good works that glorify God. Everybody in this room has been given a talent, an ability, a gift by God. A strength. And that strength was intended to be given back to God so that he could take it and bless it and break it and then distribute it to the world. God created you with a purpose, a design in mind. He's got a plan and he's got a place. Now today I want to look at the process that every one of God's purposes in our lives goes through. Now God may give you in your lifetime several assignments, but you've got to understand, dear Christian friend, that if you're a believer, if you're washed in the blood, if the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you, you have been given a divine assignment by God. There is something God wants you to do more than your nine to five. There is something God wants you involved in. There is, there is a way that God has called you to particularly glorify him through the strength he gave you. And he may give you several assignments in your life. He may give you several different assignments. And what I want to share with you today is that every one of those assignments is going to go through seasons. Did you know that the Bible teaches that you and I are God's ongoing project? He began a good work in you, the Bible says, and he will finish it. He began it, and he's going to finish it. You are under divine construction. There is not a day that goes by that the grace of God does not deal with you, mold you, fashion you, shape you into the image of Christ. You may not always be able to feel it. Some days you may feel terrible. Some days you may feel great. It doesn't matter how you feel. The grace of God has begun a good work in you, and the grace of God is going to finish that good work in you to the day of Jesus Christ. We are under divine construction. Can you say with me, I am under divine construction. There used to be a little button that people wore and the button said this, P-B-P-G-I-F-W-M-Y. That's what it said. And you were supposed to say to the person, well, what does that mean? And they would say, oh, it means please be patient with me. God is not finished with me yet. Please be patient, P-B-P. G-I-F, God is not finished, W-M-Y, with me yet. So can you just say with me, please be patient. Turn to your spouse and tell them, please be patient. God is not finished with me yet. It's exciting to me to know that uh, this, this thing is not something I've got to do, but God's grace is working in me every single day. He's building in me every day. He's got an end design in his mind. And every day I am his building project every single day. Now, sometimes God brings in the heavy construction equipment. Oh yeah. The spiritual bulldozers that plow and push away obstacles to his purposes. And you know when the bulldozers are moving through. Nobody's got to tell you there's a spiritual bulldozer moving through your life because there needs to be some major rearranging. He removes contaminated soil that could later rise up and pollute your soul. He pours a firm foundation by establishing your life on the person of Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation than that one that has already been laid, which is Jesus Christ. And then the frame is built by your involvement in good works that glorify God. Last week I shared with you, you have not been saved by good works, but you were saved for good works. 
You weren't saved by your good works. Nothing you can do to save yourself. But once you were saved, we realized I was saved for good works that he planned before time began, I would walk in. So I'm saved for good works. And finally, the bricks are laid and the finishing touches of a godly life are brought to maturity as you produce the fruits of the Spirit, which are the architectural beauty of a life lived for Jesus. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith. Against such there is no law. That is the beauty, the end result of a life lived for God. Those are the dinner bells that ring in front of a skeptical world and say they know God because they walk in love. They forgive one another. They are patient. They have character that worldly people do not have. And all of these purposes pass through seasons in their development. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment, but first I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. Now, I'm going to save you a lot of heartache today if you'll listen to this word. I'm going to save you a lot of frustration. I have learned sometimes the hard way. It's important to know what season you're in so that you can do the right thing at the right time. God is a God of seasons. And everyone in this room, as it relates to your assignment and your calling, you are in a season. Listen to what Paul said. Don't be fools. Be wise. Make the most of every season. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good. He's saying, seize the season. Realize what season you're in and respond in faith and with a good attitude to the seasons that God has you in. Jesus spoke of how we can miss our season. Jesus said, you can miss your season. Listen to what he said to the people of his day. He looked around at the people of his day who had not received him, not accepted him, not realized what God was doing in their life. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, will surround you and close you in on every side. Why? Because you did not know the time of your visitation. You did not discern what God was doing in your life. And because of that, you missed your season of visitation. I want to tell you, church, we don't lose our salvation, but you can miss a season of visitation by not discerning what God is doing in your life. Jesus said, you know how to discern the face of the sky. If the weather will be fair or threatening, you know that summer is coming, you know spring is coming, you know winter's around the corner and fall. But you cannot discern the times, Jesus said. You ought to, if you know what season is coming, you ought to be spiritual enough, you ought to be aware enough, discerning enough to discern the spiritual seasons of your life. 
You're in a season right now. I've noticed this. God's purposes for us pass through phases very much like the four seasons that earth experiences. And the Bible absolutely backs this up. God's purposes for us pass through very much like the four seasons earth experiences. For instance, first, there is the season for every purpose. There is a season for every purpose called autumn. Autumn is the beginning season for every purpose. In Bible times, autumn was the season of sowing. The children of Israel sowed their seed in the autumn. In the fall, they sowed seed. And every purpose of God, every assignment from God in your life and my life will experience an autumn. The autumn season is when the first awareness of your purpose is first sown into your heart. You realize that, hey, God has called me to do this or that. I'm aware of it. It is when God makes his plan real to you. Now, if you haven't experienced this, just hang on and keep walking with God. You will, because our God is a God who gives a vision and gives us purpose. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future, a future, a future, and a hope. That's why I wrote the book called The Windshield is Bigger Than the Rearview Mirror. You know why? Because the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. God's purpose, his future, the exciting things he's got for you eclipse any of the roadkill in your rear view mirror. God is a God of the future. Can you say he's got something for me? And see, the autumn, the autumn of your purpose is when this begins to be real to you. The light bulb goes off in your mind. You become inspired by the revelation and by the understanding of what God has tapped you on the shoulder to do. It may come in the form of a dream or a desire that doesn't go away, but instead that desire just keeps on growing and growing. It can come in the form of a stirring idea or just a slow, gradual realization of something God wants you to do. It just begins to dawn on you. And if that's never happened to you, you ought to be saying, God, what do you have for me? I give you my life. And I believe when you make a divine presentation of your life to God, one of the things that will begin to happen sooner or later is God will begin to say, this is the way I want you to glorify me in your life. The autumn of your dream, the autumn of your vision, for instance, the autumn of Joseph's purpose was when he had two dreams. He saw even his own family bowing down to him, and the seed of his future was sown into his heart. And Joseph got a dream, a vision, a sense of what God was calling him to do. He didn't understand all of it, but he had an inkling. He had the seed. It was the autumn of his purpose. For David, it was the day that Samuel called him in out of the field, and there were his brothers already there. And Samuel walked past them and walked up to David and took out the anointing oil and anointed him with oil and said, you are the next king of Israel. And that day was the autumn, the beginning of David's purpose in God. That was when the seed was initially sown 
in the soil of David's heart. And he said, wow, God has called me to be king. For Abraham, it began when God tapped him on the shoulder and called him out of Ur of the Chaldees and said, Abraham, I want you to follow me to a land that you don't even know of yet, but I'm going to take you to this land. And if you will obey me, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make your name famous. And through you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. And when Abraham first heard that word, it was the autumn of his purpose. It was when the seed was initially sown into his heart. You know, listen, for me, I, this is the way that happened with me. I got touched by God. I was in a Bible study after I'd been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. I was falling in love with Jesus more and more and more every day. I could not get enough of Jesus Christ. I mean, the Holy Spirit just touched me. But I was in a Bible study one night and the teacher was teaching and he just quoted a verse, just one verse out of the Bible. It winged its way into my heart. It was like that seed and it dropped into my soul. And suddenly I had a desire to teach and to preach the word of God and it would not leave me alone. Alone. And that night was the autumn of my purpose in God. I had a strong sense that God had called me to minister his word. I was afraid to do it. I wasn't secure in it. I was scared to death to get up in front of people, but it would not leave me alone. It, you know, have you ever been bugged by God in a holy way? Have you ever been kind of hassled by the Holy Spirit in a good way? Have you ever just had God just touch you to do something and nothing would get rid of it? You can't shake it. You can't get rid of it. You can't deny it. You can't walk away from it because the call of God grabs hold of your heart. And you say with Jeremiah, though I wanted to quit teaching, wanted to quit preaching, wanted to walk away from God, yet his word was in my bones, shut up like a fire, and I could not keep it in. The call of God will not leave you alone. And the autumn of your call is when God first makes you aware. It may be working with children, maybe working with women, it may be working, maybe pastoring, it may be just praying, it may be uh, just as a helper, it may be just ministering to people in, in practical ways, which is my wife's gift. But whatever it is, it's something that gets inside of you and it fits. It fits. And it is the Holy Spirit saying, this is how I want you to manifest my love and glorify me. If you're hearing me today, can you say amen? amen? You know that the autumn of your purpose has arrived when God drops that first seed of revelation and awareness of something he wants you to do into the seedbed of your heart. And in the autumn, in the autumn of your purpose, man, you are excited. You are cranked. You are motivated. It's like, all right, I can't wait. I can't wait to get after what God has called me to do. And that's why what follows next can be so discouraging and so frustrating. You're excited, motivated, ready to step into God's purpose. And winter comes. Winter comes. In the winter of your purpose, it seems like the opposite of what he told you is going to happen is happening. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but it's a crazy maker. I mean, let me give you an example. Joseph receives the two dreams. He's excited. He's telling his brothers what God's going to do with him. And next thing you know, he's sold into Egypt as a slave. Some dream, wintertime. David receives the anointing to be the next king of Israel. Next thing you know, he's hiding from an insane King Saul for 10 years, ducking and hiding in caves and dens of the earth. Some kingship. 
Abraham receives the promise he's going to be the father of a nation. And for 25 years, he has no children, no son, no offspring. Some nation. I'm talking to you today about the ways of God. Some of you may not get this today. But you're going to remember this word someday when God drops something into your heart and you're ready to go. And next thing you know, it's winter time. But you got to remember every season has a reason. And follow my words now. The reason for your season is you're being seasoned for your season. The reason for your season is you're being seasoned for your season. Because until you go through winter time, you ain't seasoned. Bad English, good preaching. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless, and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hardwired.